Welcome to Tool World. We're your hosts. I'm Gordon Ju. And I'm David Ju. And we're here to discuss everything about ITF patterns. If you're interested in learning more, make sure to like the podcast. Hello, welcome back to Tool World. This is David Ju. And this is Gordon Ju. And thank you for turning back in. This week, we have an excellent episode talking about Wanyo Tool. Yes, an excellent episode. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Wanyo? Not my favorite pattern. Really? Why is it not your favorite pattern? I think it's kind of boring. Boring? You know, that's my favorite pattern, actually. Oh. Color belt. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I like Wanyo. And I think the reason why I like Wanyo is it's the first pattern that does um, a kick. Oh, side piercing kick, I should say. It's not the first pattern that does a kick. Because in Dosan, you have a kick, front snap right. kick. Right. I just feel like if you're going from Dosan, which is kind of, you know, you got all those angles, kind of interesting, spot turning, and then you go to Wanyo, it's kind of like Donga. Just boring. It's interesting you said that Dosan is more interesting just because of that angle. I would think that's kind of a frustrating pattern just because it's hard to come back to the same spot. Most people don't do that angle. We already talked about that, I believe, the angle on the wedging block and how that helps us get back to, to our spot. I think most people, if they're more in tune with the pattern, that it's frustrating that they couldn't come back to that spot. Right. But that's your favorite pattern, Dosan. Dosan is definitely not my favorite pattern. <laughs> I was just saying. <laughs> oh, I thought that was your no, favorite pattern. No, no, no. I was just saying it's a little more interesting than one, y'all. A more interesting one, y'all. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I kind of I can see the point, but there's some other things that's neat about Wanyo: the inward knife hand strike, the bending raised stance A inside piercing kick, and the circular block. Right. Well, they're I, all interesting because they all bring something different to the yeah, to yeah, the table. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 So you didn't say which was your favorite pattern. I think my favorite is Chung Mu. Chung Mu. Yeah, that's a good pattern. I find it interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, that I find them kind of all interesting actually. But yeah, mm. okay, I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> so going well, back to Wan Yo. So you said inward knife hand strike, which I feel like a lot of students are unsure about where to place the hand. Right. right. Is it at a 45-degree angle, or should it be parallel to the front foot, similar right. to the four-fist punch? Right. And, you know, I've heard both, but I feel like does it not make sense for it to be at a 45? Because your opponent would be next to you and not directly in front. Well, How isn't you... that the same with the punching as well? Yeah, but I'm striking with my backhand, not my lead hand. But even in, in punching, if you're punching with the rear hand, it's still parallel to the front foot. So if you think about Wan Yo, the first movement is a twin outer form block. You block that and then you do the inward knife hand strike, right? Mm -hmm. That person's kind of close. It's not two opponents. Is it 45 or is mm -hmm. it straightforward? I would think it's at a 45. You have to strike the next level. To the solar plex line? Yes. So in the inward knife hand strike, the... It says that the hand is, and you do an inward knife hand strike to A, and the other one's the inward knife hand strike to B. So if I interpret that, and if you look at the 15-volume encyclopedia, the hand looks more like it's towards the direction of A and not at a 45-degree angle. But the application photo shows it more at a 45. Well, if you look at the encyclopedia, 
there's like two application photo and one to me looks like it's more like towards A, mm -hmm. and the other one is kind of at 45. So that's a controversial answer, maybe. I don't, right. don't want to say controversial. I, it's, I think it's the way people interpret that. Right. So um, in my opinion, if the technique was to the 45-degree angle, then the encyclopedia should read it as an inward knife-hand strike to AD or to BD. Right. No, I agree. But I don't think that's... Well, no, I agree. <laughs> I don't think that's what we came here to talk today about. Anyway, so moving on. <laughs> All right, let's just move on. <laughs> I I agree about the Inward Knife Hand Strike, though. We'd love to hear what other people are doing, see what you guys are doing, and just having that discussion. Which right. Where should it go? Where is that arm hand position located? I think today we want to talk about the bending ready stances. Well, the bending ready stance, okay, there's two... Th Two things in, in Wanyo that is kind of um, unique, and that would be the inward knife hand strike, the bending raised stance A, and the circular block. The bending raised stance A is just the intermediate position for side piercing kick. However, in the pattern, we do bring the leg up and we execute like a middle block, the outer form, right? right. So it's almost like a technique. Mm -hmm. I find it interesting is the way you set it up when you bring that foot back to the other foot and you bring it up. In my opinion, I don't think you just bring the foot up, but there's still that hip rotation, that arm rotation, the foot rotation all happens to help create that middle block in the bend and raise stance A. So right. you can't just bring it up. So it's kind of the that intermediate position. Where do you, how you set that up that makes it generate that power. Right. I think that's the difficulty of the technique why a lot of students can't do is because, you know, your arms are moving in one direction, your foot's moving in another direction, your hip's going in another direction. Right. You know, so it takes a lot of balance and body control to be able to... Coordination skills. And coordination, yeah, to be able to perform that technique. Yeah, I think uh, to give you an example, I think the way most students do it, first of all, you're looking towards B, so they bring the right foot back to the left foot, but the right foot is still pointing towards B, and then they bring that knee up and execute the bend raise stance A from that position. I think you lose all of that torque, that rotation, as opposed to when you bring that right foot back towards the left foot, the foot is actually pointed towards D, that's the way I do it, and then I sink into the bend raise stance A by pivoting a foot towards B. So the foot has a rotation as well as the other parts of the body. I think for Wan Yo, it's a little easier for students when they do bending ready stance on the way back. But especially for that first one, to be able to consciously face it forward before turning right. Right. And the pattern diagram does show the foot pointing towards D and not towards B. Oh, really? Right. Oh, okay. So when you start to like study some of those things and you go, okay, how does that work, right? Right. So, yeah, I think that's the only possible way of getting that up in the right position. Right. So then that means when you bring the leg in, your left leg just comes straight up. It does come straight up and the knee is pointed forward, right? Right. And they don't say what angle there's mm -hmm. no degree mm -hmm. but if i was in an l stance and l stance are pointed in the feet are pointed in 15 degrees mm -hmm. and not not worry about how you execute it but if i just bring my knee up 
and perform or show the Bay Ray Sense A, mm-hmm. would the knee not be in line with the foot? In other words, the knee should be pointed about 15 degrees? Yeah. That's how I describe it anyway. So it doesn't say in the book mm-hmm. the knee is forward, but what is the angle? Right. And to me, it seems more natural that basically the knee comes up. I'm in the L stance. It's only logical that the knee would be at a 15 degree angle. Right. No, that makes sense. You're never going to argue with me, are you? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way you do patterns is the same way I, <laughs> or the way that you think is the same way that I think. Well, that's true. And, you know, we should probably get some other guys that would like to jump online and say, hey, you guys are thinking weird or something. <laughs> <laughs> another in- technique that I think is interesting is, t- they're all interesting, but the other technique is the circular block. I see people doing circular block as the blocking hand is pointed down and they just make this circle. The way I'm teaching it is that the, the blocking hand, the palm is pa- facing towards the heaven. And as it goes down, it it has a rotation, and then it follows through with another rotation, and it ends up as a middle block with Mm -hmm. the inner forearm. Kind of hard to do, actually. It is difficult to do. You have to practice that. A lot of practice. A lot of practice, because I notice a lot of our black belts, they don't do that. And so I think we spent two hours one day just doing that. How fun is that? It's a lot of fun. But I would ask, like, kind of going off of circular block, how deep are we supposed to drop our knees? Okay. Well, the application is that it's like a kick or front snap kick coming to the low section of the body, right? right? Specifically, maybe the groin lower abdominal. So the arm has to go. You have to bend that back knee down pretty low. Right. So it's different than sine wave, we'd say. Different than sine wave? Because, okay, let's say we have... Because in sine wave, we, you have that down, up, down, and that's what you are doing. You're going down, up, down. Right. What I'm saying <clears> is <throat> the way older pack one technicians used to do sine wave is a lot bouncier, not as dramatic. Uh, it's kind of something that we touched upon with Master Lee. Right, right. So is that I, the same thing? I or, think it's different. I think okay. it's different because I think what we talked about with... What Master Lee was talking about, it was just a natural movement. How do I move naturally? Mm-hmm. If I move forward, I don't go down, up, down. It's just down, up, down. It's more just a natural movement, right? Okay. I, I buy into that. But the circular block is an actual application. Mm-hmm. And so I forget about that sine wave. But the sine wave is when your heel comes off the ground. And so as you lift up and then you go and you drop that heel down. Mm-hmm. That has to happen, mm. but the application is a low technique. So, unless you got long arms, you've got to make contact on that that attack. So you've got to kind of come down low. Mm. That's true. In the encyclopedia, the application is a front snap kick, and it looks like they're kicking towards your belt. So how low do you have to go? You just have to go. If I just bring my arm down, obviously that that could do it, but you kind of have to kind of get underneath it as well. So it has to go down below. You still have to bend down. The circular block is kind of capturing that leg. It's almost kind of like a scooping block. So you do have to get underneath it. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that sound good? That does sound good. Well, I don't know if there's any other things we can talk about right now. 
And we would love to hear your other guys' opinions on Wanyo and maybe have a little bit more discussion on that. Sounds good. If you'd like to find us on our Facebook page, you can find us under Tool World. Don't forget to like us on the podcast app, apps that you use. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. <laughs> is that what it's called? I Google. don't know. <laughs> or is it Android Podcasts? It's under Google Play. There's Stitcher. I don't know. I think we're on a bunch of different podcasts, but I think the majority from what I've seen is on the Apple Podcasts. I didn't know we were on anything besides Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we're actually on um, like seven different sources. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. I I don't know a lot of them. (laughs) 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 And of course, you can listen directly off the website. Right. Anchor website. Mm-hmm. We don't have this on the Juice Taekwondo website. Right. Should we put it on the Juice Taekwondo website? I feel like we should. Yeah, maybe. I How about on the app? On the app. Well, the app uh, is a reflection of our, our website pretty much. Oh, okay. So on our website, we have our Juice Taekwondo um, podcast. Right. That's a little different. Different than what we're doing here. What we're doing here is mostly talking about the patterns, and whereas the Juice Taekwondo podcast, we're talking a little bit more about what has inspired them about taekwondo situations where it may have been self-defense or maybe it was um, a tournament they went to or an event they went to or how it's helped them get to college or whatever it is that's right that's kind of what it is right okay sounds good all right well i'll catch up with you later david sounds good see you guys next week Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope to see you next time.